Welcome to Origin Gates Podcast. It's a daily podcast and it's called Wisdom's Echo. And I'm Ray Hughes. I'm going to be sharing with you today. And what I'd like to do is I'd, I would like to share um, a bit of, of an approach to some things out of the book of Psalms, which um, speak to that desire in all of our hearts to live a devoted life unto the Lord and devoted unto His Word and unto His purposes for our life. And uh, no book speaks of that any more than the book of Psalms. Of course, it's been used for generations, for now for thousands of years as, as sort of the template uh, for, for living, a uh, template for, for the life that we're uh, created for, which is as we are created to be creative and we're created to be those who praise and worship our God. And uh, I dare say that, uh, that we need to be more creative uh, with uh, the way we approach Him uh, uh, as our Creator. And uh, because our Creator created you to be creative. And even though many uh, liturgies and uh, shall I even use the word uh, formula, uh, formulas and, and protocols and many, many different approaches have been extracted out of the Psalms and capitalized on down through the years through different seasons and different groups of people. Uh, we can uh, dare say that the, the book of Psalms and its use in our interacting with the Lord is ever-changing, ever-evolving. So, of course, there are anchors of truth there that will never change, but there are also our approach and how we use those uh, can change. And uh, because one generation will, uh, will find a particular anchor that were, that defined who they were in their walk with the Lord. And uh, it it would become a movement, and eventually sometimes it would become a monument, and, and uh, there's no longer much life in it because it had just become something that we do rather than an expression of who we are. But all down through, the, through history, you also find some of the greatest Bible scholars and greatest preachers and, and orators and and history uh, would reach into this beautiful book of poetry, this beautiful book of songs and prayers of expression, and, and dare I say beautiful expression, born out of uh, people's walk with the Lord and their journey, their, uh, uh, their defeats, their successes, uh, their wars, their times of, uh, like David would experience, morbid depression at times you could see and sometimes you would see David uh, who who authored more psalms than anyone he would see that uh, uh, that's where we really look into the real heart of who David was uh, we don't necessarily get that over in chronicles and kings though we see in those books we see these episodes that were in his life that certainly helped define who he would become but if you really want to know who David was, you look at his lyrics, look at how he processed his life, look at his poetry, and more importantly, look at the prayers and the cries of his heart. We know that David, uh, like Saul, was a flawed man, but I think the difference, the immediate difference that I always see is Saul, when Saul sinned, it hardened his heart, but when David sinned, it broke his heart. And then he would write these, 
these deeply uh, emotional journeys back to God and and uh, oh Lord, create in me a clean heart, O oh God. Uh, renew a right spirit in me. And uh, you find him in, on so many, so many times he would. And I cried unto the Lord, and He heard my cry, and He, he heard my supplication. And when I poured out my soul before Him, you find these deep experiential things that found lyric and uh, and language. It would become the language of us all as a result of what he would experience and and sometimes just shame and disappointment and distress and, and pain and uh, i dare say that we we, we can uh, we can certainly take uh, an important lesson from david right there as uh, let's don't let the lord be the last place we go let our relationship to god be the first place that we go uh, and um you know, the farther you run, uh, uh, the more miserable it can become because you, you, you feel like you're getting farther and farther away from him when all along, all it would have taken was one act of humility, one act of, of brokenness, uh, one, just one moment of, and he came to himself and he, and he woke out of that place. You know, how, how many times have we done that? Uh, we start building and erecting this place of protection around our theology or around our experience and, and trying many times, as many will do, we all do, we'll try at first to justify uh, our actions or justify, you know, this is why I did so and so. You know, I think it must have been the sins of my fathers and I think it must have been a cult, the culture that I'm from, you know, uh, Rather than uh, go quickly to excuses, David would uh, very quickly, uh, though he, like us, would, uh, would run for a while. But, you know, if we can really take anything away from David's life is, yeah, he was a, he was a hero and a shepherd and a giant killer and he built an empire and he was the king and he was a songwriter and a worshiper and a shepherd. And a, you know, you're going down this long list of, of, of who David was, but we forget sometimes that he was a first-class sinner. When David sinned, he went for the biggies. He didn't just do a little, little sins. He went for the, he went for the grandiose ones, but knowing that he's a big sinner, we got to not forget that not only was he a first-class sinner, he was a first-class repenter. Means as, and that, to me, means as deep and as real as his sin was, so was his repentance, and so was his broken heart when he would come to that realization of, you know, how could I have done that? How could I have acted that way? Uh, how could I possibly have... Uh, you know, allowed anything to overshadow the beauty of who God is in my life and uh, look that way or this and begin to step away from the, from the one who, who certainly was the most important reality in his life was that relationship with God. He understood it. He, he knew it. And the way we know is because of the way that he would convey and express all of the, the, the deep things of his heart, but also the little nuances of the culture, the nuances of song and and the power and value of poetry and and the power and value of what prayer brought to his life. 
for example, when David was in the cave, uh, um, there's a, he, and, and that's in Psalm 142, you see that he, in verse 1, uh, let me read that, that in, inscription there first. It says, this is the sixth prayer testimony psalm, uh, masculine, uh, that's the inscription on the psalm, a prayer when he was in the cave. And he goes on then, and, and uh, the, the author of this Bible, uh, you know, outlined the, a tenfold testimony of David. But interesting that it was, test, it was a psalm of masculine, which is, means it was a psalm of instruction. So David used his failures, and he used his, the drama that was in his life. Uh, and again, despair and depression and things like that. He used those as instruction. So many of the Psalms are, are, are titled a uh, Psalm of Masculine. You'll find Psalm of Masculine or Mictum and different, different words. Those little words there, even the simple word Selah. Uh, there's uh, seven different kinds of Selahs in Scripture, and, but some uh, 38 different definitions that are, that are applied to that simple little word. But when you look at these psalms that were born out of these people's experience and, and their encounters and their successes and failures, you find that, like David, he found it to be really important to allow his life to instruct through song. So the people would begin to know God the way David would know God uh, through the songs uh, that would become their expression as well. So uh, he was really this, this, the, the worship leader. Uh, he gave language for the worship. He gave uh, the liturgy. He gave also the literature. And right here in this particular psalm, when he is in a cave, uh, well, can you imagine, think like this. Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm in despair. I'm, I'm, your, your life is uh, being challenged and threatened and and you got enemies all about you. You don't know what your tomorrow's going to be. You may not live until sundown. Oh, somebody hand me a guitar. You know, when my enemies encamped all about me, they're, they're, they're coming after me. Oh, somebody give me my harp. Somebody, I'm going to, in other words, he would find a life in the lyric. And lyrics would find the life. And when they would find one another, it was as if there was a, a, a musical prophetic proclamation that would rise up out of those circumstances and situations, and no longer would he be given to the circumstances, he would be given to, the, to a, a, an acute awareness of the presence of God with him in those moments. And, and here is a great example. It starts off Psalm 142 as this song of instruction, I cried unto the Lord with my voice. With my voice unto the Lord, did I make my supplication? Well, that's the thing to do. When you're in a situation like that where you, you've, you're in, in a cave, you, you don't go any farther. Uh, you're not just in a bad place. In the, you're in a sense of lostness. You're a sense of, you know, everything's futile. Everything can be, uh, it's over. I mean, how do you get any deeper than a cave? But in that situation, he says, I cried unto the Lord, uh, and I made supplication to him, and uh, I poured out my complaint before him. I showed 
there it is, uh, my troubles. Uh, in other words, he, he didn't deny where he was. He didn't deny his situation. He didn't deny how dark it was. He just acknowledged the light of who God was, the brightness of, of who God is in his life. When my spirit was overwhelmed within me, have you ever been overwhelmed? Um, there's, a, there's a lot of distress in this world right now. There's a lot of people uh, in, in overwhelming places uh, with jobs and, and uh, you know, all of the everything, all of the conflict and, and, and the distress that just seems to be just running from uh, throughout the world today. But when my, when my spirit was overwhelmed within me, he says, then you knew my path. I don't know where I'm going from here. I don't know how, it, how I'm going to get out of this. Maybe this cave is the end. Uh, but he says, but when my spirit was overwhelmed within me I, and I was, I was at the end, you knew that there was a path out of here. I'm, I'm uh, sort of paraphrasing as we go here. In the way wherein I walked, they have privately laid a snare for me. So my enemies really are out to get me. And you'd hear that many times in David's songs. As say, oh, you know, uh, uh, woe is me. The, my, my enemies are about to kill me. I'm about to die. It's all over. There's nowhere to go. There's no way out. And that's what he was singing and saying. He, basically, he was, he was a great blues singer. You, you, you might uh, see there. And, uh, but he was, he was real with it. His songs were as real as his prayers, and his prayers were as real as his songs. And uh, his, his pain was as real as it could be. And, you know, I heard a, heard a great songwriter one time uh, who wrote many uh, really, really sad songs. And I, I asked him, I said, what's the deal? And I, he was a friend and one of the happiest people I ever met. He was always kind of always up, it seemed, and just full of personality and life and vigor. And I asked him one time, I said, why is it you write so many sad songs, you know, and, but yet you're a happy person? He said, well, you know, I've learned to write my sadness so that I don't have to live it. And on some level, I think we see that in David's life. I, he wrote his sadness. And many times that lyric would be what would be the prayer of his heart that would lift him out of that place. And notice here in verse 4 of, of Psalm 142, I looked on my right hand and beheld there was no man that would know me. Refuge failed me. No man cared for my soul. Nobody cares. Verse 5, I cried unto the Lord though. And O Lord, I said, you are my refuge. You are my portion. You are all I need. And then he goes on to say, attend unto my cry for, for I am brought very low. Deliver me from my, from the persecution and my persecutors for they're stronger than I am, but they're not stronger than you. And listen to this last, bring my soul out of prison that I may praise thy name. The righteousness or the righteous shall compass me about for thou shalt deal bountifully with me. So right in his, the, the epitome of the bottom of nothingness and distress and despair, that's where he realized, wait a minute, because you are at my right hand, there you will deal bountifully with me. And it all was born out of that lyrical cry, that lyrical prayer. Anyway, 
Hey, I got to go. I'm a little bit over today, uh, a little bit over the clock. So God bless you. I just pray that you have a blessed day wherever you are.